like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Mouthful of cookies. That's the way I like to start the show. Is, is so having, none of you can understand uh, Engineer Bob. I immediately I stood you, up and like, we're about to start a show. Nom, I would nom, like a nom. cookie. <laughs> yeah, I like. I, I hope everyone's wearing earbuds mm-hmm. so you can hear um, them. The I'm chewing off camera. Give give a guy a little bit of credit. no. No, you grabbed cookies. You tell us to shut up, and then you're like, nom, 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 nom. I mean, at can least you it's hear not the dry chewing? pretzels. What's that? I said, at least it's not dry pretzels. Oh, that's that true. That leaves, that leaves your uh, yeah, a mouth food that off. just takes oh, every centesimal of moisture right out of your mouth. Yeah, that's at least they're not pretzels. That's true. Yeah, and, and in his right. defense, we did talk a lot about cookies. You started it. Started. You did. You did. I start this. like cookies. Bobby's left the table. I assumed to go get more cookies. No, he grabbed two. He has plenty two of cookies. I grabbed two and I, am, I have also secured for myself a fine <laughs> vanilla chai to enjoy he with this comfortable. cookie. He is comfortable. This is like book club Bob. <laughs> Not engineer you know, Bob. One of my many characters here on the show. You know book what? Club. It's really the perfect episode for that for Bob as well. You know? Yeah. Is it? It's a it's I think it's a Bob centric episode. Yeah. This is kind oh of a my Bob you episode. God, you guys, I'm so excited. No wonder I got myself I I somehow subconsciously knew it was time to get comfortable, to really settle in <laughs> and enjoy the day. No, well, you know, at least you didn't grab, you grabbed cookies, you didn't grab pickles, which leads me to my cold open. Ooh. Oh, no. Do you know that pickles and cookies are two of my five favorite foods? <laughs> I did because we uh, always get a dill pickle popcorn. And yeah, mutual yeah. love mm-hmm. of a pickle popcorn. I love, I have no less than three types of pickles in my fridge at any given moment. Pickles are delicious. Um, if you are the... Uh, Portland Dill Pickles, a uh, baseball team, a minor league baseball team. I think they're called That's the Portland. That's a great team name. They're called the, the Portland Pickles? Dill Pickles? The Portland Pickles. Sorry. The they're Portland the Pickles. Portland they're, definitely, Pickles? they're definitely Dill because bread and butter aren't pickles i will die on this hill yeah. no those you know, are not and pickles. That's, that's 100% correct those are the shittiest pickles on the so goddamn gross. planet uh, dumb no. pickles so their beloved mascot fight me bread and butter pickle enjoyers they can't fight you there's no backbone to them they got no flavor you None. spineless ninnies you i will beat the shit out of you you wet gross pickles you, yeah um, you're just a wet cucumber buddy yuck. Yuck. no you're just if, a moist cuke <laughs> the aggression which you said I am mad about it bread and butter pickles are not pickles all well, moist you know cuke enthusiasts in our listener base send us Stop an email listening. so that no no keep listening so that we might insult you but then email us after the show boozeandbrewspodcast at gmail.com so we might further insult you personally yeah. so the beloved mascot of the Portland Pickles uh-huh. Dylan T. Pickle <laughs> Dylan oh my god Oh my God! What's funny about that? Dolan. Bob and I play in a D and D game where we met a character named Dylan who makes pickles. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Maybe character inspired by the he's Portland a, Pickles a mascot. Um, 
Unfortunately, Mr. Dylan Pickles was stolen, robbed in a horrible ordeal. And this poor mascot, his costume, uh, it's it's for a ride. So first, they took it to the Dominican Republic for some summer baseball action, like Caribbean League baseball. (laughs) They did. They were like, hey, there's like a Caribbean baseball sort of thing. We're going to take our pickle mascot there. Everything fine. Is the pickle playing baseball? No, he's just a mascot. He's (laughs) cheering on his boys. But I don't know if he was like a pickle in a baseball cap with a bat or something. You know, yeah, like he's dressed up like a baseball man. Okay. Um, He... So on the way back from the Dominican Republic, Delta Airlines lost the costume. Oh, no. Oh they no. lost Dylan. They lost Dylan, found Dylan, did not communicate to the person who was uh, in charge of said costume that they found it. They just dropped it off on the porch in the middle of the night to which some jerk absconded with it. Sto- oh no, stole Dylan it. twice oh. stolen at this point. He's been twice stolen and now the Portland Pickles are like, look, just give it back. Like, I, well, no questions asked. We won't press yeah, charges. We, no just charges give me to the be damn pressed. Just give costume. us back the damn pickle costume. So, hashtag return the pickle. Hashtag, yeah, return, hashtag the pickle. return the pickle. This pickle has been on an adventure. adventure. This pickle's life could be a Disney movie. Oh. I would watch it. Yeah. I think we should write Homeward Bound. <laughs> But pickle, pickle yeah. bound. Yeah. Homeward Refrigerator brined. bound. <laughs> Homeward brined. <laughs> God damn it. So good. good. <laughs> but yeah. So if you are anywhere in Portland listening to this and you know where the pickle is, just return the pickle. Yeah. Return the pickle. That's not your pickle. Not your pickle. And also now everyone's going to know where you got it from that you. Yeah. Uh, ill-gotten gains. I have a couple of friends up in Portland. I can contact about this. Uh, I, I would not be surprised. Ibrahim Nick has the pickle. Ibrahim, if you are listening, I know you're not, but if you are, you seem <laughs> like a pickle thief. Find that pickle and return it. That pickle deserves to go home. It does. It really does. Yeah. Um. Speaking of deserving to go home. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Said from both of our houses, because we are home. Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other, we tell each other ghost stories. Oh, are you okay? Did you Glitched die? in the matrix. As I was saying it, I was like, is this the part I normally do? This feels different. Nope, this is what I do. My brain went on a walkabout and circled right back I to the beginning. all with it. Uh, we drink thematically appropriate beer. <laughs> and Tuna's brain shuts down. Gone. Gone. Just gone. It's... It's sorry, guys. Just happens. For any of you listeners who have been following me on Twitter for any length of time, you may have seen a tweet recently where I discussed the combination of coffee and uh, chocolate chip cookie flavor as being yep. hot dog esque. Yeah. Let me tell you something: chocolate chip cookie and chai, not hot dog, is not a hot dog flavor. It is. It is delicious. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm. There you go. Well, we are not talking about hot dogs. Maybe maybe we are. Well, that's not be hasty. We're not talking My about stories. My story is definitely hot dog adjacent. Fantastic. I'm here for it. Vanessa wins. <laughs> oh. No, I'm pretty sure Vanessa will win this week. No, this week um we are inspired by a non-experimental experimental beer. Yeah. Oh, God. I forgot it was me. I'm here drinking beer. What is wrong with my it's, brain it's today? Okay. You know what? It's. It's fine. It's Sunday. It's cold. You're chilly. I am chilly. You are in a nice little, like, kind of long sleevey shirt, looking all cold. I'm in two sweaters. 
So you're cold. I'm cold. So, so tell us. The, our beer this week, I have. It's from New Belgium, which is a great brewery. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, well known for their Voodoo Ranger IPA. Yep. They make a bunch of versions of that. Mm-hmm. I have many of them in my fridge at the moment. So I picked one of them. It's called Experimental IPA. With the X. Because it's Ooh. experimental. X going to give it to you. He going to give it to me. And we going to give you. We were like experimental. He looks. He's making experiments. He looks. Maybe he's military. Let's do government experiments. Hmm. Parenthetical gone wrong. Gone question wrong? mark. Question oh, mark? my God. Yeah, I am the told- winner this week. I told you, you really it was are? a good one for you, Bob. I told you it was a good one for you. Oh, man. So, so friend. I'm just going to shut the fuck up and listen. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, man. I am a little bit afraid that my story is something that you already know about. I, look, I'm afraid of that as well, that that engineer well, don't, Bob don't knows let all that of stop this. You. Listen, exactly. I'm happy to sit here and enjoy and re-enjoy. Maybe there's an angle on this particular government experiment that you are going to explore that I've never even considered. I'm excited about it. All right. All right. Well, well I damn, these cookies first, are so right? good. We ma- these cookies are so good. We did a great job. Yep, we're the best. I bet makers. you you listeners wish you were eating these cookies that I'm eating and you're not because you stink because you didn't make these cookies. We made them. I you know am what? sad. I'm not eating cookies. Wait. I feel personally attacked right now. Hey, hey, he listeners. He is in a mood right now where he's he like, is. I got giant cookies. Go I, fuck I feel yourselves. like a million bucks right now. Hey, listeners, if you want to do something great with your significant other, make cookies together. That's what we did. And it led to many hugs and kisses. What a great relationship we have. It's the best. She's mean to me on the show, but she actually loves me, you stupid idiots. <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> now that that uh, Bob Love PSA is over. Have no significant other and no cookies, which brings me to my story. Oh, now you can, you know Vanessa's what? mad at Hey, you Vanessa, now, you can make cookies all for yourself, and then you don't have to share them, which is even better. <laughs> accurate it's true i could very easily have a significant other or cookies and or cookies i choose to have neither at this moment right okay well uh, half of that half of that at least is on you (laughs) (laughs) so my story uh i I did government experiments gone wrong oh Uh, yeah i did understand the assignment but i chose uh experiments that were put upon uh, by many different governments governments all all over the world one might say hoes in different area codes yes all, all the area codes so my story takes place during world war ii Okay, okay. So, you know, World War II, here's some broad highlights if you went to an American public school because we don't really learn about it in a way that I'm sure European schools do. Right. Take right. that, Mr. Hitler. That's all you need yeah, to know. Yeah, take that, Mr. Hitler. He, we're going we're gonna to get to that. Oh, um, so, <laughs> World War II was 1939 when uh, Hitler invades Poland is when they decided, hey, now it's a world war. Right. And it ended in 1945 when we as America came in, we blew the shit up out of Japan, yeah. which pretty much ended the war. Yep. <clears throat> so, the war involved um, over 100 million people involved in various armed forces in 30 different countries true the definition of a world war yes. all the area codes um so obviously the the basis is the axis versus the ally I, you you guys yeah. understand what we're you understand it. people 
fuck you, Italy. USA all the way. Genocidal yes. morons and idiots in power. Uh, fa- fascies versus... Not fascies. Not fascies. Yeah. So it was really like Germany, Italy, and Japan are the bad guys. Yep, yep. And everyone else is kind of the good guys. Yeah. Um. So the war in... uh. It went on for a real long time. They think they're not sure because there's really no way to know. But they think there were probably around 60 million people who died during World War II. A lot of them were Russian. So that's 20 million people of the military and over 40 million civilians. Like people just trying to like fucking live in Sweden and they're getting blown to shit, you know? Well, let us not forget that there was a couple, there were like a a couple of holdout Japanese soldiers in the Pacific that didn't give up until like the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Melly did about a story about that fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. I talked about that. The guys yeah. now were like, hey man, what's up? And now they're ghosts. Through Nakamura or whatever. I, I can't remember the guy's name. I don't know. He was crazy. Like until until his actual general showed up and said, hey, it's, it's yeah, we're stop. done here. Buddy. He's like, right. stop. Snack it off. Yeah. Um, so all every country around the world is like, this is awful. This is huge. This is a real big fight. Millions of people are dying. We have to find a way to end this war. And both sides said, you know what I think could really stop all this fighting? What? Pornography. Yeah. I mean, look, if you are too busy jerking off, there's you, there's no way you're fighting. Yes. How can you fight and jerk at the same time? I feel like those are two different parts of your brain. You have to yeah. focus yeah. on. You know what I mean? So if you can reason, fight wild jerk, you're probably a serial killer, though, right? I, Isn't that yes, how it works? Feels like a, yeah. That's a Liam Neeson, very specific set of skills. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm calling my story porno propaganda. Ooh, okay. Hell yes. Um, so both, a lot of different countries decided to use pornography as part of their war efforts. Um, the okay. allies, not as good at it. What? So the allies' main foray into uh-huh. porno propaganda um, was the OSS, which was the precursor to our CIA mm-hmm. before the CIA existed. <clears throat> and um, they were like, we got to take out Hitler. We got to get rid of Hitler. He's yeah. the big problem on all of this. He's but, the big we can't, but we can't kill him because A, we can't get close to him. No, he's hiding. And B, if we did get close and did manage to kill him, it would like turn him into a martyr. The effort would probably continue like in his name. Right. It's no good. So we got to figure out how to get him off the off the field, you know, without killing him. And the best way to do that is to give him some sort of psychological nervous breakdown. And the best way to do that is with porn. So he's going to jerk himself to craziness. No. Oh. So their so, plan. Like, if, if I'm approaching this, I go, okay, we're going to give him a bunch of porn. Maybe he'll just settle down because, you know. Yeah, he's not so angry. It's been no fap November. <laughs> For a long yeah, time. The no, no, no fap. fap, the no fap 40s, you know, or some shit. Right. <laughs> and it just like Hitler. It's yeah, cool. They were, just they were the, the no nut Nazis. Yeah. No, no. Nut Nazis. No, 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 they they were like, no, no, no. Hitler, if he sees pornography, he will go crazy. It will drive him crazy. Because he hates it? He will it? lose his mind. Sure. I mean, he already lost I, it, so I don't and really And he will know. have a nervous breakdown. This was the plan. This is why, uh, you know, moral of the story, the OSS was super dumb, did a lot of terrible things, not great at wars. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Uh, go if USA. If he sees a so boob he, and jacks nuts. it, he'll go nuts. That's what. So the plan was, and the the, the, the was we're gonna we're gonna f- we're gonna okay. bomb we're gonna bomb Hitler's bunker with with just files and files of porn. So the OSS officers spent months 
researching. Sure, sure, sure. Fapping. Picking all the best porn. These boobies are more likely to make you go crazy than these boobies. They selected all the best porn. They gather it all together. And then they reach out to the Air Force. And they say, okay, we need like one really great pilot. We're gonna we're gonna make this, we're gonna make this extra special effort. We're gonna take down. Can I Hitler. can I ask one question really quick? And you may okay. not have the answer to this, but you said that they selected porn specifically uh. to make you go crazy. What were the exper? Do we know what the experiments were like on this? Do we have no. any idea? Like, did they just like call a bunch of lay people in off the street, plunk down a bunch of porn, and which said, makes you most which angry. one's making you nuts? <laughs> absolutely not. Knowing what I know about the OSS, absolutely not. It was just a bunch of rich white Americans <laughs> looking at different versions of German porn, being like, "Yeah, this. these boobs are fucking nuts. Huh. These are the winning boobs." Okay, all right, all right. Have the Germans gotten into scat porn it- yet? Like, is that the? <laughs> Um, apparently, a lot of it was even like lingerie catalogs. <laughs> like, wasn't it wasn't, even, even, it wasn't even that bad. It was, yeah. Um, again, this is America's version of yeah. porno propaganda. Yeah. So, so j- so jokes call- on the Allies when they actually gave it to the to the pilot to drop on the bunker. He just he he spent the whole flight reading it and never delivered it. Nope. Yeah. Uh. So so they're like they call in this Air Force Colonel and they're like, here's our plan. It's so amazing. We need your absolute best pilot. This is how we're gonna win the war. This is how we take Hitler off of the game board. Yes. And this colonel goes, you're fucking nuts. This is stupid. This will never fucking work. I'm not putting a single one of my pilots' lives in danger to airbomb Hitler's bunker so you can drop boobs on him. No. And then they were never able to do the plan. But this was a plan. The American government spent time and money researching porn to try and make Hitler crazy. Not even good porn. Not this, even good point. My God, we should have wa- lost this so, war. Yeah. So again, we were not great we're at the porno propaganda. No. We also didn't lean in nearly as heavily as the access powers did because they went hoard. <laughs> so they were like, they did a ton of porno propaganda. Uh, and they, like, they focused around several different themes okay. from what I was able to gather based sure. on the images that I've seen. Um, I got a lot of this from like, I think it's called like psyopticswarrior.com. They have like in-depth, like literature, like in educational, like studies into what this was and what the porn was and what it was supposed to do mm-hmm. with lots of funny pictures. Oh, good. Um, so, so basically the central theme of all of this is boob. It's better to get laid than to die in war. Okay. Okay. So that's the central tenet. Many offshoots of that. Um, so they called all of these sci- so they're psychological ops. So they fall under the psyops like area of warfare. God. <clears throat> and the thought was that all of these soldiers are they're men. Young. They're young. They're horny. There's no women in sight. No. Um. So we can make them hornier, making them crazier, making them be like fuck this shit. I'm just and gonna nut. I'm not gonna fight. <clears throat> Yes. So one of the I'm going to walk you through some of the main okay. sub sub categories of this porn. Yes. So some of the porn is to just try and get them to give up. Oh. So the Japanese issued tickets. Oh, oh. That, again, these are these are being airdropped on like troops. This is how all of this is being delivered. They are dropping these down Delightful. instead of bombs. They're literally dropping porn. 
Nice. So they're so they're so they're literally dropping this porn. So the Japanese are dropping these tickets, which is a picture. Most of the pornography I looked at is drawings. Oh, okay. This is an actual picture of a naked lady who's like, "Hey, look at my boobs. Check them out. They're really good boobs. I got great circular boobs." Such good boobs. And then the ticket was like, hey, boobs are great. You should surrender and see boobs. Oh. And then there were instructions about how to surrender. Wow. Okay. And it was a ticket. You'd bring this with you so they would sure. know you were surrendering. And it was it was one as many men as you want. You One ticket, you could surrender five guys. It's fine. Oh, wow. Now, now, did they advertise boobs on the other end? Like, hey, surrender and we'll give you boobs? That's what some of the soldiers were like. I'm not sure what they're offering us if we surrender right, because it's right. literally just a naked lady. Yeah, like do and I like get walk this towards naked the lady? white flag. Yeah. Point your gun at the ground. There's like instructions for how to surrender. Jeez. Okay. Yes. Because uh, so I mean, like, if, if at the end of it, like, look, if you surrender, you will be laid. Yes. We can get. We got ladies ready to ready that. to bone it down did, today. Well, and what I thought was odd about this choice, because this is this is part of the Japanese propaganda machine. This woman is a white woman. Oh, it's a black and white photo. She has dark hair, but she has very like Western European features. features? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So I was like, weird. It's not a Japanese woman. That's like, come surrender and fuck a Japanese woman. Well, because I think secretly <clears> deep <throat> down, the Japanese knew that Americans are horribly racist and probably yeah, would oh, be tantalized. Definitely, and we're going to get to that. Oh, good. So the second uh, uh, offshoot of this was to try and get these soldiers to turn against their brothers in arms. Ooh, okay. So so there was this whole side set of propaganda where they would have pamphlets specifically created for these French troops, and they drop all these pamphlets on these French troops, and they were like, again, they're cartoons, so they're drawings, of French women, like, naked and laying in bed with, like, British troops, like, a British soldier, like, fucking a French woman. Okay. And then, because the French were like, where are the British? Like, we're we're in this world by ourselves. Like, where are the British? The British are apparently in France fucking fucking all your women. women. Uh, And the ad campaigns that go along with these are brilliant. So this ad campaign was called Divide and Conquer. So there was love it, love it. So there was like an image of a French man like dying in the in you know in the trenches in barbed wire. Big fan of barbed wire in these pictures. So it's like a French man dying in barbed wire, and it says like divide, and then it's like a British dude fucking a French lady. It's like and conquer, Conquer. and then it'll be like where are the Brits? So they're trying to get the French to turn against the British. Uh huh. Got it. Where are the British? They're at your home having. They're fucking with your lives. So they did the same thing for the Australian troops. So they would like find all the Australian troops are like in Papua New Guinea and they'd like pepper them with these very specific pamphlets that show American soldiers Uh in Australia fucking Australian women while you're stuck in the jungles in Papua New Guinea. Okay. (laughs) Um, and, And this one's called Take Your Time on the Front because I'm taking mine. Whoa! Damn. Because he fuck. And then there's also some that took like a really weird racist turn. Oh, where oh. it's like an American person fucking an Australian woman, uh, and the Australian woman does not look happy about it. But the Austra- but the American man looks really happy about it. Yeah. And yeah. then there's a picture of an Aus- a drawing of an Australian troop fucking a quote native woman, Ooh, and boy. he looks really upset about it. Like all you get to fuck are these brown women in Papua New Guinea but these Americans are fucking your white women oh back in Australia God, what the hell yes very odd very Yipes. odd 
Well, I feel like uh, so that the, one's not working because everybody knows the Americans weren't in Australia, so it's kind of like they were. They were though. A lot of Americans were they were because that's what they would do. They would be like, "Oh, they're sending American troops to like rest and recoup in Australia, oh, I didn't and know Australian that. troops are gone." Because troops were everywhere within the Allied partners. They were all over the place. That's like why there were British troops in France. Well, I thought there were British troops in France because, you know, France France was under attack by the Nazis. Yes. I thought there were, there were British troops in France to fuck the French women. That to was my understanding. To fuck the French women, obviously. Well, I mean, then you so, believe this pornaganda. Por- yes. I've been a victim pornaganda. of pornaganda. is a much better term. Good job. <laughs> uh, so then the next offshoot is the don't forget you could die. Oh, so oh, these oh. are pictures of women, sexy naked women, yep. with like skeletons or like a, a dead soldier. Oh, so uh, no. there's okay. this one where like there's this naked sexy lady and like it looks like, oh, her man is like holding her from behind. He's like in a soldier outfit, but he's actually like a decaying corpse. Oh. And it says your next home leave. Like Whoa. the only time you get off is when you're dead. Oh boy! Okay. They were also like they would get fancy, where like it would look like oh, there's this guy and he's in bed with a woman and she's beautiful. But then it tells you like fold the card, and as you fold the card, you're like oh no, the woman disappears and his legs that were all tangled up with hers and sexy are actually tangled in barbed wire and he's dying. Oh, oh no! But and now I know like, where oh. Mad Magazine got it from. Yeah, Mad Foldings. Yes. Classic. So they'd be like, uh, why would you want to be tangled in barbed wire when you could go home and be tangled in bed? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of these very clever ones. I found one where it was a woman holding a banana. Sure. Yep. This is I love where this is starting. And there was a whited out square where her vagina is. Uh-huh. She's fucking the banana. And then, no, she's like holding the banana above her head. Like as if she's supposed to go like, bingo. Like, oh, like know. you're just going to aggressively go into your vagina <laughs> yeah. with but, the banana. But then if you turn the card over, it tells you like, put your hands here. And then it says cut out. And you cut out the square where her vagina is. And, and then apparently you we're supposed to like put your finger in it like you were fucking her. Uh, this is but a she weird has a level banana. of I don't understand it. I don't either. That's you know what? One. Sexy that, time that, in the 40s. That I'm one not I'm not even getting. gonna. It was weird. This this was Less also the Japanese designed that agree. one. Don't know why. Yeah. Don't know why there's a banana. I don't know either. I'm very I mean, confused. other than just um, the phallic shape of it, period. But like, yes, I need to have a um, connection, please. So the next offset is to, in case you forgot, to mm-hmm. remind you that home is better than war. Right. Okay. I agree. So, it is. So uh, these. Yeah. Seems like an easy sell, right? Oh, easy, yeah. easy, easy. So a lot of these are mostly just naked women, like at a bar, or oh. like whole. It, it'd be like an ad for vermouth, and it'd be like a naked woman like holding a bottle of vermouth, and it'd be like, "Wouldn't you rather go home and have a good time with this woman and the vermouth than be in war?" Yeah. Yes. yes. That's yes. why I'm in the war. So can you hurry up and die? Yes. Um, Or it'd be like a picture of like several women, like very scantily clad, like in a nightclub being like, there's no men to dance with because the (laughs) men are all at war. So now they're going to have to, hence the lesbian We'll have to dance with each each other. other. Now we're lesbians. Yeah. (laughs) If Johnny just came home, he'd get to fuck all three women. At the same time. Obviously. Yes. Now you got to come home and watch them have lesbian sex with each other and masturbate. 
Yep. No yeah. Good. No good. You just Look stick your little done. finger in the in pizza the paper. weird cutout vagina box. Yep. Um, and then the uh, my least favorite was the uh, don't forget this is all because of the Jews. Whoa. So oh, in Jesus. this subset, they uh, it's it's <laughs> it's like a Jewish caricature so like the long nose the dark hair like oftentimes they have like monkey-esque features kind of um and it'll be like the jews on wall street are making money off of the war effort also they're fucking your women and then it's like that caricature like fucking a blonde-haired blue-eyed woman caricature who's like dreaming about her fiance who went away on the war but he left so she has no choice but to fuck this jew oh my god and it's all the Jews' fault. Uh-huh. uh-huh. There were some that were like the Western Front, and it's like dead soldiers, and then it's like the Home Front, and then it's like a caricature of a Jew, again, fucking a blonde woman. <clears throat> yes, uh, very popular. Uh, uh, no surprise, Germans created all of those. No oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that, that's no, they were like I'm They were like me shocked. They were like, these are going to do it. These are going to convince Everyone. everyone. Nobody, just you. And you didn't need much convincing. Yes. So obviously, many, many countries created this pornaganda, dropped it all over the world. It was fairly common to like drop leaflets, like information, false information, like trying to spread myths, truths and stuff. But a small subset of it was this pornography um, trying to turn, you know, the morale against the war effort. But it didn't work because the soldiers fucking loved them. <laughs> there was the most popular kind of propaganda because a lot of the images are like, oh, if you fold it, it becomes awful. Or like, it's a beautiful woman naked on one side and it's like death on the other side. And they would just put up the beautiful woman side. Yes. You can't see the death side. And they're like, hot, thanks for the free porn, yeah. buddy. <laughs> you're, you're keeping me going as I fight and kill you. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm so fighting it, for. <laughs> so it started to become so popular that soldiers started to trade them with other regiment. They'd be like, oh, which drop did you get? We got this drop. You got that oh drop. So they would God. trade them like trading cards, like try to get a whole set of all the booty. Oh <laughs> I fucking love it. Loved it. And then, uh, so uh, after the war efforts, they've done studies to be like, would this have worked? Because lots of countries thought that this would work. And they were like, no, apparently a mild sexual stimuli in a, in the brain of a young man who's like dealing with anger and aggression actually calms them down a little bit. Oh. So it actually did a lot more good than bad. Oh, Look, they didn't they didn't think this through. Nope. This was yeah. very off the cuff. Yes. So and the people who didn't really care about the pornography or they were like, we just got so much at all at one time or whatever. They were like the absolute worst case scenario for this porn was that they would use it as toilet paper when they ran out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to wipe my ass with this naked lady. Yeah. So this kind of propaganda leaflet became obviously the most popular throughout the war. They're very popular now. People sell them, exchange them on sites like eBay. They're like such hot collector's items. Um, They're the most preserved. Like there are more of these kind of leaflets than any other kind of leaflet from World War II, even (laughs) though it encompassed less than 5% of all leaflets dropped during the war. Oh but soldiers were like, yeah, we'd hear a plane coming. We we knew it was either bombs or boobs. And like every time we would hope it would be boobs uh, and yeah. then it'd be boobs and we'd be stoked. Yes. 
Because one, you've got spank material, and two, it's just you're not blown up. You didn't get yeah, blown up. Yeah, we didn't up. get blown up. We got boobs. This is the best drop. <laughs> yeah. So that's why pornaganda in World War II was a government experiment gone wrong. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't work out. I feel like you'd have to do it on an incredibly like if you're going to have any impact at all you'd have to do it on like an incredibly puritanical society yeah like i th- I think they had attempted potentially some of that stuff with like isis or the taliban or something I think like you're that right um just because like they are super you know they yeah. have a, they yeah. have a lot of ideas about how things should be yes. um i think that that's why they thought that's what they thought was going to happen with hitler like he's yeah. gonna see the boobs and be so like outraged and it was gonna make him like right. have a break yeah i mean but yeah. I don't think it works. I think it they're just, just like, no. oh, awesome boobs. Yeah. I don't think it <laughs> would Most have people worked. Are like, Sweet boobies. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Because everyone else was like, hot shit. Like, the worst case scenario was they were like, I'm this offended. is weird. Yeah. But like, no one ever was like, that's it. This weird Jew's fucking my girlfriend. I'm going back home. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm laying work. down my guns and I'm going to go home and kill home. the Jew guy who's dating my girlfriend. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway. So that is my government experiment. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, I love it. Uh, all right. Well, hey, I loved it. You should love it. We're going to come. I'm going to yell at you. We'll come back and get more. More. Who knows what experiment comes next? Hopefully more boobs. Okay, bye. Hello, everybody. It's your old friend Gunther Schultz from World War II. And when I'm not dropping pornography on all of your old family members who fought in the war, I'm listening to the Booze and Brews podcast. Hey, submit a review of the show on iTunes to help them or something. Also, go to patreon.com slash booze and brews where you can see audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches that sometimes maybe feature boobs. Uh, uh, from the incredibly talented engineer Bob. Also go to social media websites where you can speak with them. They have an Instagram. Booze and Brews podcast. They have a, they have a Facebook. Booze and Brews. And they also have Twitter. Booze and Brews. All right, back to the show. Oh, we are German now. No, actually we are done being German. You should do, a German, you should do a German voice right now, dear. Bye. There you go. Very good. Thank you. Done. All done. Yay. Yet. I have contributed to the German accent portion of the show. That's great. Good well, job. okay. Well, I, now I'm tell bringing us, your us story. back to the good old US of A. You, you did guys. exactly America. yes and, but you did mildly yes. And I appreciate you for that. Yep. Thank you. Because we all know, not so good at accents. Um, No, I also kind of went the governmental experiments gone wrong ish. Yeah, I great. love Mine, that. Mine's like an abandoned sort of thing it's does yours have boobs no boobs i i really hate to say it it doesn't have boobs so See, i'm mine was hot dog adjacent this is oh that's good yeah wieners hot dogs i got you uh mine Bits. is not hot dog related mine is not booby related i'm going to tell you uh about the acoustic kitty that sounds like a vagina yeah i was gonna say that that's a resonant vagina <laughs> A cavernous, a cavernous resident vagina. Uh, no, it is one you can shout into. Hello, hello, hello. Not vagina related. Oh, okay. Um, so the idea of training non-domesticated animals or domesticated animals, I should say, um, goes back to studies conducted by Ivan Pavlov and his dog and his dog. Oh yeah, his his drooly dogs. Yes, his slobbery Um, ass dogs. Specifically, his conditioned quote. It's his conditioned reflex concept, which we've all heard about. You have a. It's a learning process that results when you take a biologically potent stimulus, such as drooling, 
um, and you pair it with a previously neutral stimulus like the sound of a bell. So you have you train the dog essentially you condition the dog yeah. to salivate when it hears the sound you, you, of the bell. You ring the bell every time food's coming. Dog starts salivating. Then all of a sudden you start ringing bells, and it just it's because just it drooling, thinks the food's coming, that drool comes. Just drool yeah. comes. So Pavlov noticed this uh, reaction that he would get from his dogs when the trainer, um, or sorry, the technician would usually feed them. They would see the technician come in. They equated him with food so they would start drooling even before the food was delivered they would just see the man and so he was like oh interesting let me you so know instead kind of, of thinking my dogs are hungry i should feed them more often he said i'm gonna experiment on these dogs i'm gonna do some experimenting yeah. and you know see i if- could have lovely dogs it would be lifelong companions but no i'm gonna fuck with them <laughs> yeah but um, instead i'm gonna make them drool at a bell yeah so this got him thinking that you can condition a number of um, responses through repetition, thus training an animal to act in a certain way. So it doesn't have to be, you know, salivating. It could be barking or, you know what I mean? Like you can condition animals and possibly condition humans because he was a psychologist after all. Yeah. Um, so but you can definitely condition humans. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm conditioned. You just dangle, you know, fruit snacks in front of me and I'll do whatever you want. I'm conditioned because I do it every time I take a shower and make sure my hair is soft. Aww. Oh, wow. Nice to leave in. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Shea I, yeah. butter and jojoba. Yep. <laughs> jojoba. Jojoba. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so a psychologist called B.F. Skinner, uh, which stands for Burris Frederick, in case you were wondering. Buttfuck. Stands but- for Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Buttfuck Skinner. Buttfuck Skinner. <laughs> uh, took this idea. Something everybody can enjoy. <laughs> and went even further. He introduced the world to operant conditioning. <laughs> to buttfucking. To buttfucking. <laughs> I know. I feel like introduced the world to butt fucking. No, I feel like the world introduced itself. <laughs> he rang, he to rang a bell in everybody's buttholes with pucker. Would just open up, ready to be fucked. <laughs> just yes, every time he rings a bell, dicks get hard and buttholes open. Open, yeah, and then it's just nothing but pounding. What an experiment, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's a that's a waste of dollars. No, to operant conditioning, which is a practice based less on less on primal reflexes like drooling, barking, whatever, um, but more on getting animals, including people to do certain things voluntarily based on cues in the environment. Mm. So according to Skinner, when behavior is followed by a consequence, the nature of the consequence modifies the organism's tendency to repeat the behavior in the future. So like if you sneeze and you get a zap or, you know, you say something, you get a zap, you're not going to do it again. Like that's sort of the idea behind that. Um, He created the Skinner box um, for his experiments. The box had a lever that would be used by rats. So he conducted his experiments on rats and pigeons. Two things New York has a plenty of. A lot of. Mm -hmm. They're just right there. So the rat would pull the lever and a disc in the wall um, would be for the pigeons. Like they would put their their schnoos in. Oh, they pecky peck. Yeah, little pecky pecks. I thought you were going to be like a rat would pull a lever and a pigeon would be murdered. I mean, <laughs> classic, classic. That is some classic tales. And there. that's why we have rat serial killers now. Yeah. Going that's around. what started the rat pigeon war of 1945. That wages to this day. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yep. <laughs> so based on responses, um, you know, food would be dispensed through an opening in the hole. So by controlling the food reinforcement with other stimuli, such as lights and sounds or punishments like electrical zaps, um, one can essentially teach the rat or the pigeon through the process of repetition. You can train it essentially or have it, you know, give it memory of some sort. 
um, to produce a certain desired action. Um, so naturally, the best way to sort of use these new techniques of like, hey, I can get these animals to respond in certain ways and do certain things for me based on, you know, food reward. They're very food driven or whatever driven is through war. How else to best test your theory? War is war. Sure. Thankfully, we always got one of those going on. Exactly. And we had one going on in the middle of Skinner's um, grad program. Uh, It was World War II. Hey, we just learned all about that. And and the pornaganda, his his was more actual bomb related. So his, you know, idea wasn't to drop (laughs) porn bombs. It was to, you know, drop actual bombs. It's less fun. Yeah, nobody likes that. Um, So he initiated Skinner initiated during World War Two Project Pigeon, very cleverly named, which was to provide an effective guidance system using pigeons. So the pigeons would be placed in the nose cone of a missile. Images would be projected on screen in front of the bird and the screen was hinged so that pecks and certain behavior from the birds would then guide the missile to the battleship that they were trying to blow up. So this was like before we had like radar radar guided missiles, we had Pigeon guided guided missiles. missiles. I'm shocked this didn't work. Uh, This is fucking insane. The the project was abandoned because actual radar was invented at that time. And they said, this is a lot easier than training pigeons. Also, pigeons known bird brains. Like known bird brains. Trying to get pigeons to play Atari to guide a fucking missile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Into a was specific this, now, area. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What was was the doctor in charge of this uh, experiment a fucking idiot? He is one of the most well-known psychologists of our time. He's like up there with Freud with the stuff that he, you know, sort of. Did. It doesn't make say, him not a dumbass. Like, he could be a I, like now we do that with like thirteen-year-old boys, and we give them a bunch of Mountain Dew and let them guide drone missiles from right. their yeah, mom's yeah. basement. Yeah, and then they all go nuts. <laughs> Yes, but so you could see why they thought it would work with pigeons. Yes, because they if they die or whatever, you're not harming in you yeah. know, the if sense the of the If the pigeon word. goes crazy, no one cares. No, they're already It's a pigeon. It's a pigeon. It's a pigeon. So, yes, but but this idea of using birds or using animals to help fight the war effort got the CIA thinking in the 1960s. They did a lot of thinking in the 1960s. Yeah, none of it good. None of it good. The CIA is not good at wars. The OSS was not good at wars before the CIA was not good at wars. Yeah, well, so in the 1960s, as we know, uh, there was a little thing called the Cold War going on. Yeah. Soviets and Americans were just constantly spying on each other. And they're all trying yeah, to get Yeah, we got tired of... And we were friends with them in World War II. And, and then said, we said, you are the least friendly of all of my World War friends. More war. Communism, which means war, but not quite war. Or something. Eh, You're war adjacent. War adjacent. Hot dog adjacent. Exactly. So <laughs> now, arguably during the 1960s, the CIA had a couple of odd experiments going on. Um, one of them being Project MK Ultra. <laughs> MK Ultra. <laughs> MK Ultra. Um, which was questionable procedures and drugs uh, that the government would use, specifically LSD. Um, they invented LSD. Yes, they brought the reason we have LSD in America is because of the Cold War. So thank you. Because they invented it, trying to make soldiers crazy. Yes, uh, they I would, think they were trying to make a truth serum. Anyway, they were. It was as part of making this. So they would. The idea was, 
it they would use the drugs and they would use these like procedures to essentially force confessions from people um or you know kind of have like a truth serum where it's like if you're asked yeah they would get them tripping balls and then be like so you fucking did it right and he'd be like i'm purple right like that means guilty exactly when they say purple guilty kill him um they also the cia during the 1960s also had project stargate which i believe engineer bob did talk about um which is the uh use of possible psychic visions uh and was the basis of the movie the men who stare at goats Mm -hmm. essentially they were trying to get men to become psychics and see into the future and see where somebody is and see where they're gonna go and what they're gonna say hell yeah and stare at a goat and stare by staring at goats kind of like in um, I guess Project Stargate was a um, inspiration for Stranger Things and Eleven's powers because that essentially is what Project Stargate was trying to do. Like you can crush Coke cans with your brain because you stared at goats so good. You Hell stared yeah. at you were the so best good goats. at scaring, staring at these goats. Now you can move a car with your brain like Luke yeah. Skywalker. So it seemed really on brand for the CIA to get the bright idea to um, use. Uh, cats and dogs as field operatives in okay. in the Cold War makes sense. Let's let's get cats and dogs as spies. We saw that you can train pigeons, you can train cats and dogs. They're, yeah, we're sending dogs to space. Yeah, let's put those fuckers to work. I get it. It's not a bad thought either. Cats and dogs are generally harmless. They people aren't scared of them. Like you see and a dog, can, you're like, oh puppy. And they can go places and, and you're not taking go. notice. You're not like, oh, don't talk about that in front of the cat. It's a cat. You're like, cool. What the fuck is, you know, up with that? Like they can come and go as they please, especially in Soviet Russia. The strays, people would just ignore them. Um, they were doing it. The idea came in Japan in the 1940s or something like that. They were spying on something or they were sitting in on a court and they noticed the cats just like wandering around and nobody paid attention to them. So the CIA was like, I have an idea. This is the plot for the Disney movie, That Darn Cat, which is delightful. And it's about a cat that helps people solve crimes. <laughs> <laughs> because no one looks for the cat. No and there's looks- like a kidnapped woman and she puts a message on the cat. And then they're like, we got to follow that cat and find this kidnapped woman. Right. And so, you know, when you have places like the Soviet Union, there's a lot of strays. So people are like, this is it's natural. It makes perfect sense. But could they actually make it work? So starting um, from September to December of 1967, the CIA analyzed an animal conditioning program. Um, the goal was to get the vehicle, i.e. the cat or the dog, um, to a remote point and back. That was the ultimate goal. Get them there, get them back without okay. their, you know, sort of them being detected. And of course, because this is a CIA, they did work out and out. They did have a terminal program where if someone was like, that cat spying on us. The cat would like, they would destruct, blow up the cat. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, they'd Of blow course up. they did. Of course they would blow up the cat or the dog. Um, ultimately, cats were selected over dogs um, and not because they were any better than dogs. Um, the cat They're was- smaller and sneakier. Much lower, a much lower <laughs> expense and uh, as experimental vehicles for lab work than dogs. So they were just cheaper. Cheaper to keep her. They were a lot cheaper. So they were like, we're going to go with cats. It's just going to bite them in the ass a little bit later. So in a July. Yeah, I don't understand. I understand cats are cheaper to maintain, but dogs are driven to help humans because they want humans to like them. Cats don't give a fuck. Cats domesticated themselves. Let's just stop 
And remember, we domesticated dogs. Cats were like, I choose you. No, cats were like, I'm tired of cleaning up my own shit. You, you feed do me. Yeah. And, and they domesticated themselves. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. In a July 21st, 1968 memo that was released as part of a Freedom of Information Act request. So you can love pull, it. You can love pull up some it. information on this project. Um, the training process was described as a modified version of the Skinner box. The doctors did the conditioning, but they also combined that with um, knowledge of the cat's personality. So it went one step further. They were like, okay, this cat is more predisposed to this. So this will be the type of stimulus that we can give them, you know, or God, the this types cat of is rewards. food motivated. Yeah, yeah this, this cat, cat is this cat Motley Crew. This cat loves yeah. Motley Crew. I get it. Yeah. Um, cats were trained to look for a specific target and then respond in a certain way. So the guidance. Um, for the cats came from sounds. So one signal, they would train the cat. One signal um, meant, you know, to go one way. One signal meant go left. One meant go right. One meant go straight, you know, kind of each sound and they would train them. So that way the idea would be they would play these sounds and get the cat to zigzag serpentine pattern. They would pattern. steer a cat. Essentially steer a cat <laughs> to the specific target. And this get them sounds like make-believe. <laughs> Super not. What they did was they trained a cockroach to ride a cat like a horse. I wish, man. Let, let, let's continue to abstract this out and, and put more. This is absolute. It's insane. This is insane. This is insane. It um, also, I just can't believe they chose. I love cats. I can't believe they chose cats. That was the wrong choice. So training started on a small scale. Usually they would just have them like in a playpen. Get them used to the sounds. Get them to, you know, respond in certain ways. Train them to to recognize and remember what these sounds are. Um, as the cat learned more, the scientists would increase the size of the pen and then introduce real world noises like people talking, the sound of traffic to get them to avoid the distractions, essentially, because if they're going to be out in the real world, there's going to be people, there are going to be sounds, there's going to be noises. Distraction. Yeah. So it was introducing that. Um, and then the last phase would be outdoor training. Um, however, like Tuna has said, we all know cats are cats as soon um, as they put the cats outside they all ran away they basically uh do what they want and um the problem with that is too you know so it's like yeah they fuck off they do whatever and then the other problem is cats don't speak yeah they can't fucking talk that this was the step one problem with this fucking program we gotta use these cats to spy all right cat what did you see and it just stares at you because you're a fucking moron because it's a cat well, I mean, they could put a camera on the cat. Well, you know what? You know no. what they did? No, no, no. No, you cannot. Um, enter acoustic. It is impossible. Enter acoustic kitty. Acoustic kitty has now entered the chat. Okay. Oh, they just put a microphone on the kitty. Uh, nope. No. It's even dumber. They implanted a microphone into the cat's ear canal. They make a Franken kitty. So they have now implanted a um, microphone in the cat's ear no, canal. I hate this power program. source or a battery in its chest. No, oh I hate this program. Antenna would uh, go along the cat's back. Nope, okay, this is awesome. Basically, I hate this they made him into a radio. This is so dumb, and I hate this program. Hey, yeah. Now, hang on a second. Cat ears move towards sound. How do you know the cat ear is going to be pointed at the thing you want it to be pointed at? 
You so, don't, stupid. Well, they found that the cats that they, that's another reason why they use cats. Cats tended to, at least these ones, respond better to human voices than to other sounds. Okay, So they okay, would be more inclined, enough. like these particular cats are more inclined to listen to the people I and then would I retract my turn previous statement. You're still an idiot, but I'm oh, less no, angry about- Oh no, this is still dumb. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> it's all still dumb. So yeah, the antenna would run along its spine. So then the sound would then be transmitted into the microphone from the kitty's ears. The cat would then put itself into a position and then broadcast, essentially radio the transmission back to somebody who is listening in. And that's how the program would work. They could have just put a microphone on the cat's collar. No. Then no. said they did no. cat brain surgery. They they opened cat up this spinal cat. surgery. This is awful and I hate it. Yeah, they, they did a lot. And um, again, all internal. So that way, if somebody noticed this cat, they wouldn't know that they were being spied on again. It's just a cat. It's got to be internal. I mean, it doesn't even have a collar, right? So you're not going to be up there. You're like, yeah. well, who, who is your who? Yeah. Who's, who's your, owner? your owner? I mean, yeah. it's the 60s in Russia. I don't think anyone's looking for the cat's collar. I don't think anyone's looking for a cat, period, which yeah. is why they picked cats. But anyway, going back to cats do what they want. Um, the CIA found out with their test subject, quote, outside the lab, there was just no hurting a cat. No. She'd, Famously, it's hard to hurt cats. She'd wander off when she got bored, distracted, or hungry. Yeah. Same, Same. kitty. Same. So the CIA tried to address that uh, hunger issue by another operation and more training. I don't know what they did to the kitty's tummy, but they operation did more operations. Feed cat. <laughs> always, cat always full. Yeah. They yeah. implanted another thing inside of its body that constantly put food into its tummy, so it was never... Hungry. Yeah. In all, uh, the project on this one fucking cat was $20 million. Jesus oh Christ. Through the training and, and the actual implementation of all of and this And then the stuff. cat got a bladder infection and died. Um, yeah. No. No. The legend Got hit by a truck. That the cat on its very first mission out in New York City was supposed to go to Washington Park and back got hit by a cab and died. Oh, no. That no. is the legend. Um, I did read there was a person who was friends with the project manager said that did not happen. Okay. Um, the cat just they couldn't get the cat to consistently go where they wanted it to go because it's, no, a, fucking not, it's cat. a fucking cat <laughs> and the cat is going to go. But the, the legend is immediately got hit. So by sure. 1969. Um, they nice. they had nice. They tried to get more funding to try the animals and the government to their credit said you're done. You're done with this really stupid. You couldn't say idea. try dogs. No, we're like we spent twenty million dollars on this one fucking dogs, cat. Dogs actually, dogs actually do that shit though. Like they will go places and deliver things for you and come back with stuff. But man's best friend, they need yeah. you. They need him in the home. Yeah, yeah, think about like uh like service dogs are trained to do oh, so yeah. many very yes. specific things. Yep. Uh, but yes, at the end, the program... Yeah, they got dogs that'll fucking call the doctor if you have a seizure, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Dogs would <laughs> have been way better. did we at one point train dolphins to, like, attack submarines and stuff? Uh, the Russians have, yeah. yes. And then uh, there was one that... There was that one where that lady had to jack off the dolphin because they were doing experiments and then it and then it would get antsy. Are you familiar with this? Yes. Yeah. And then the dolphin was in love with the woman and yeah. they had to be separated. Because <laughs> this horny-ass dolphin coming over to so get anyway, jacked off. Yes, dolphins are awful. Dolphins are rapists. Yes, they are. Yeah. So they're anyway, very smart, but they're also awful rapists. That particular dolphin that was being trained to like, you know, attack submarines, I believe was sold to Iran. We don't know what happened to it. Anyway, 
1969. He refused to attack anything because no one would jack it off. Because no one would jack it off. <laughs> um, the project was abandoned because, quote, it wouldn't lend itself in a practical sense to our highly specialized needs. It would just not be practical. No, I can't believe it took them. That's such the U.S. government, though. It took them $20 million to figure out this was a dumb idea. Dumb idea. You cannot when get all cats. of us, right at face value, are like, this is dumb. Cats is the wrong move. Yep, cats were the wrong move. Cats. Milk was a mistake. Milk was a mistake. So that, my friends, is the story of the acoustic kitty. Oh, my God. I feel very bad for those kitties. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, Who it was I just don't one. Who I don't feel bad for is me because I get to drink this beer. Yeah. Ooh. So this beer, again, it's from, it's New Belgium. It's one of their Voodoo Rangers. It's called Experimental IPA. Mm-hmm. It has their little skeleton man mm-hmm. and he's wearing like uh, a ranger hat as he often does. And he's got like epaulets and a gold tooth. Yeah, he's nice. very banging, man. So he's experimental. I, it doesn't. Sometimes beer puts a story on it and you're like, eh, stupid fucking story. There's Nothing. no story. All I have are questions. Yes. <laughs> New Belgium. What makes this beer an experimental IPA when it's it just experimental? like experimental? Every other Why IPA. Why does he have epaulets? I'm just gonna, I, I don't know, but it's good. Oh, good. Well, that's good. It tastes good. I mean, it tastes like a Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. Well, you know what you're getting I don't into. know. I don't know what hops are in it. I don't know what is experimental about it. Nope. I do know that it's 6.6%. There you go. Awesome. I think I knew that. I read that at some point. Now I can't find it. I feel like you and I spoke about it last week as well. So Yes, it's 6.6%. It's very good. If you like an IPA, it's a good IPA. Fantastic. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Happy about it. Well, that's the part of the show where El Pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Vanessa wins. I loved it. I, I don't Boom. love cats. He hates cats. I knew I when the love, second I had the cat, I was like, well, I'm not winning. I, there were points off because we did see some of them at uh, at break time, and some of them are horribly racist. Yep. Yeah, and the pictures the thing, are not I don't great. like its racism, but, you know, <laughs> the rest it's of it was very cat. good. It's not a cat. Let's be real. Yeah, it's not a cat. No, I, even racist boobs, I felt... I felt good about. Yeah. No, no. Boobs, boobs over cats any day of the week. Every I time. know who I married. Every time. Uh, yep. Agree to disagree. Uh, anyway, thank you and your boobs and or cats for tuning in this week. Yeah. Come back next week. There'll be more boobs. And th- yes, there will. There will be bruise. <laughs> Until then. Cheers. Cheers. There will be boobs. It's true. <laughs>